These are the people in the agency. In the agency. In the agency. Oh, these are the people in the agency. In the agency. In the agency. And these are the people in the agency. The people at the meet when you're walking down the streets. The people that you meet each day when you can walk down the streets. That doesn't sound much good. And he's connected to the audio, to the audio, to the connected. audio. And these if you are want to stay connected, the writing's on the wall. If you know your mind's neglected, stumble, you might fall, stumble, you might fall. What? What song is that? Why does that sound so familiar? What Stereo song is that? MCs. Stereo MCs connected, 1982. Dude, what's your problem? Stay five. Staying alive. My Adidas. Because you're talking about 1992. Wait, my Adidas is not 1992. My Adidas was 1986. My Adidas. What is your problem, Adidas? All day I dream about sex. Is a corn <laughs> fan. That's a that's a good one. Yes, 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 yes. I have that song somewhere, and it was playing one time. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's what this song means. Well, I mean, the reality of the situation is Adidas. In actuality, is named after um a German clothing manufacturer by the name of Adi Dassler, and yeah, Adi Dassler. Was the guy who you know invented the well came up with the, this brand of clothing and shoes, Adidas sneakers and what have you. And then his brother, he and his brother, they had a falling out. And his brother said, mm-hmm. I gotta make, "Yeah, and I gotta, make, I gotta make my own shoes. I gotta make my own I set of shoes." That. Right. And he called it Puma. Uh-huh. I had a Puma yeah. shoe for almost three years. Wow. It was a gray suede Puma. I got when I went to Canada when I was about nine or ten. And I yeah. wore that shit. I wore that shoe until it literally fell apart. And even then I was trying to tape it up with tape because that shoe was so I have never worn a shoe so comfortable in my life. Yeah. Ever since. I, 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 knew, yeah. You know? I, I, I hear that. I hear that. Puma, I hear that. Puma. Puma. Is it Puma or Puma? It's Puma. 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 Puma's a damn yeah. good shoe. I don't know how it, it is, is now. I don't know how it is now, but no. uh, yeah, I remember reading that story. <laughs> I was thinking, you just you just lopped off two letters just to make it sound less Nazi-ish. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it it went from being it, well, you know, Nike is the god of is is god goddess of victory. Yes, right. Yes, you, you know. So I always thought Adidas was like some kind of god, gym, uh, Greek god for something, right? And when right. I read that story, I'm like, holy shit! Well, they just well, they just turn this thing from being um, Adidas from being you know ha- hardcore German you know Nazi fascist kind of shit to this kind of <laughs> soft brand that sounds Greek you know sounds it sounds heroic and it sounds you know I don't think it was like, holy shit jack- jackass um, that's interesting though because I I heard uh, um, what you call it. <clears throat> yeah, I heard a BBC interview. No, it was not a BBC. It was a um, 
60 Minutes interview. I'm pretty sure it's online. Mm -hmm. With the new director in charge of VW. And mm -hmm. well, he's German, obviously. Well, and, yeah, um, yeah. You know, you know oh, VW is on the verge of being, you know, erased from existence because of the shit they were doing with the emissions. You know, they were lying right. about how much yeah. emissions. Yeah. So, so they were interviewing him and talking about, you know, VW being in space. But the thing they mentioned was VW's roots are in this, you know, Nazi Hitler kind yeah. of situation. Yeah, you know? uh, exactly. So, I mean, so, there's, uh -huh. no, no, there's footage. There's footage of, of, of Hitler walking, you know, uh, in, in, walking around in the Volkswagen plant, looking at this car, this, what would, what would eventually become what we know to be the iconic Volkswagen Beetle back in 1938. Mm -hmm. He was mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. They wanted to mass produce something called the people's car because that's what Volkswagen is mm -hmm. in Volkswagen literally in German. It's called the people's car, Volkswagen. People's wagon. People's, yeah, people's wagon. People's wagon, Volkswagen. Oh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> they figured, well, you know, what the hell? I mean, Hitler's dead. The Third Reich is, is defeated, it's in ashes, but fuck it, we're just gonna make a car anyway. <laughs> no, yeah. but I thought, I thought the, uh, the European, I thought the European um, allies afterwards, yeah. the, the reconstruction plan that this yeah. guy came up with. Um, the Marshall Plan. The, the Marshall Plan. One yes. of the, the items for that was to rebuild German industry. And exactly. that was a flagship. And it, yeah. it was it was the right thing to do, you know. You know, in the in in, in the world nowadays, you're thinking, oh my God, there's so much crap going on. There are things that happen in his in the history of the world that of have course. impacted us far-reaching by just the mere fact that somebody says, "Yeah, look, here's some money. Finish this project." You know, mm -hmm. it's not a bomb, it's not a missile, it's not whatever. It's it's a car, you know. And then we talk, and then obviously you can't talk about VW until you talk about the advertising of VW. She had yeah. days advertising for VW in the 60s is what made the car part right. of the counterculture oh, of, yeah. of the United States. You know, this, oh, yeah. this idea, this, the, the, if you look it up, Lemon. Lemon is the famous ad mm -hmm. where it's just a picture of the car. And you basically say, look, this car is crap. It's a terrible, terrible car. It, it looks terrible, it's ugly as fuck, you know, but you know, it <laughs> it 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 goes it goes um this fast and it it, it it's yeah. extremely fuel efficient and yeah. it's but cheap. The, <laughs> but the magical thing, the magical thing about it was they said it's an ugly car, but they made it so ugly, it was beautiful. And yeah. that's the thing about advertising. With, with advertising, you can almost take shit and turn it into sugar. Yeah. Um so if you're looking at if you're looking at a, at a, a vehicle like a, like a Volkswagen, I mean, at first at first glance, you're really not into it. But because of the advertising, uh, they come up with you know, and and the way the way in which the advertising was done, um, highly revolutionary. There's a very memorable TV ad that came out in the early 1960s, 1961, if memory serves me right. Um, and all you have is this, is this, uh, the ad centers on this dude um, trying to get to the snowplow in the dead of winter. And the voiceover says, ever wondered what happens, you know, the guy who uses the snowplow, how he gets to the snowplow? 
he drives a Volkswagen. So you can stop wondering. And here you see this guy, like I said, it's, it's bitterly cold. You don't want to go out there for anything. And here you are driving this, this little beetle that seems it's just plodding through the, the, the snow and the slush. And you're going to get to the snow plow. And that alone, simplicity, that is how you sell something. And, 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 and yeah, it became extremely iconic. Um, and that was the car of the 60s. I don't think there's any other car that can come close in terms of, of visibility, in terms of, of, I mean, sure, you have, you know, your American muscle cars, you've got the Mustang, you've got the Dodge Charger, you even have the British Mini to some degree. But yeah. if you look at that little Beetle, you cannot, I mean, you, you, you can't turn away from it. It, 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 is, it, is, it is instantly recognizable. You know what brand they're talking about. And personally, though, I would like to see a resurgence of that, of that beetle yeah. and make it, I don't know, more environmentally friendly or something like that. Because well, that really was the a, story. That was the story in 60 Minutes. One yeah. of the things in 60 Minutes we're talking about is that because of the VW debacle, they are forced yeah. to move into electric cars. So they right. have a, there's, there's electric vehicles, what they call EVs, and then they have the hybrids. And, and what VW is trying to do is VW is trying to develop its own, because they say we are an engineering company more than anything else, we've forgotten our roots. Because, I mean, the, the, the Volkswagen, that car has an engine in the back. It is right. not water-cooled. It is not a water-cooled engine. It is entirely, the engine is designed so that it does not need a lot of moving parts and water. So that means that the car is, is, is less, it's easier to maintain. Now, the problem is, is that you can't maintain now because parts are non-existent and, and whatever. Yeah. But yeah. the story is, is that... Um, you wouldn't. You never see a car like that anymore. They've tried to do it. Other people have tried to do it. Only Volkswagen has has succeeded in doing it. And what the guy is saying is that we need to go back to that. We need to create. We need to create the, the fifth competitor, the Tesla, with a true electronic vehicle, uh, uh, electrical vehicle, that is on par with what we did with the VW way back in the thirties, where we developed a car that was so well engineered. It, it, you know, it's like Jeep, Jeep, you know, Jeep, the old Jeeps, those cars yeah. that run around the jungle, those things, right. you know, Land Rover too. Land Rover mm -hmm. designed a, a car that you, you could fix it in the jungle. You know, it was that easy to, to, to fix. But again, to digress, what I'm saying is, is that, that they're trying to develop an electronic vehicle or a hybrid that has a, a better battery, longer lasting, you don't have to charge it up as much. And it's also environmentally friendly because unfortunately, the problem is, is that we're moving from a gasoline combustion engine, which is given off um, carbon monoxide and CO2 and all this stuff, to a battery that when it breaks down, is gonna basically destroy the environment anyway. So there isn't much trade-off. And the fact that to charge your electronic vehicle, your electric vehicle, you're going to have to burn gas anyway to charge it. So it's not like you're, you're trading anything off, you see, which is the argument. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, the, 
excuse me, the advertising for electronic vehicles are terrible, are horrible. <laughs> you know, because you come back to how they stole VW. You know, right. they decided that this is how we're going to position VW. And the story is when they presented the idea to the client, the client was like, no, the local or the American distributor of VW. He's like, you can't sell the car like Rodney Dangerfield. Are you insane? And they're like, no, no, no. We, we, we know what we're doing. We have to be self-depreciating because it's a god-awful, yeah. ugly car. Yeah. And I drove, I've driven in it. It's a loud car. It's extremely hot in the car. It's like a, it, you can try it out if you drive in a VW in yeah. the middle of the day. You're in yeah, an I know. You know, you know, I know, anyway. I know, I know, I know very well. So that that leads us to say that well, we've that we have rambled on and we have not introduced ourselves. Uh, yeah, Abby and Reed. that's a pity. I'm Jared Butts. Jared Butts. We worked in advertising. We some, did some years ago, and it scarred us for life. Eons, and it scarred us <laughs> for life. We still so suffer from cases. Yeah, yeah. This is, this, is this is the way. This is how we vent. This is how we were able to. The more we vent, the more we're able to just detoxify um, what happened to us in our respective tenures while working yeah. at, as we like to call it, the agency. The agency. We've been told to name the agency now. We've been, hmm? told, we've been told to name the agency now. We can name the agency, really? No, but we've been told to, and I'm not doing that because I nah. still think I still nah. think I want to. I'm, I'm, I'm not also, taking basket. No, not only that, I'm also, I'm also, um, you know, putting the call out for anybody. We always ask for anybody who wants to come and jump in and talk. We always have people jumping in and talking, yeah. you know, like Quincy and Anthony and so on. But what we're saying is if anybody working at the agency now who wants to come and jump on and talk, absolutely, no problem. Um, I, I know we have a couple of listeners from the agency who want to remain anonymous. And I'm oh, saying really? thank you very much, yes. I also want thank to you. shout out to Kendall Toloka. Kendall Toloka uh, messaged me this afternoon to say that he, enjoyed the, he enjoyed the last two episodes. He's listen, he listened oh, to it on, on YouTube. And he wishes oh, that I would awesome. put this stuff out on YouTube at the same time. And I, I kind of told him, look, it's just, it's just only so much that I can do during, a, during the day. So you're just going to yeah. have to, you know, so he said he's going to try to, we're on Spotify and Apple podcast we're on all these other podcast platforms and we're on youtube um yeah. but the youtube comes out i we put the youtube out on wednesday because we want our, our listeners who are on spotify and apple Podcasts and all these other platforms to have a little exclusive kind of feeling like you know they they're exclusive they feel, yeah they feel special so we for those of you who are joining us for the first time welcome thank you um yes well, we um, we had offered we had asked some some people to come and jump in and talk today, but it was kind of like an open mic kind of situation. I don't know if anybody will jump in, which is the state of the situation of which of our quote unquote unappealing podcast. Oh, by the way, we've <laughs> also been told to shout out to that person on Twitter, but I'm kind of putting that in the reserve. So we'll, if you want to hear more about that, go to our episode 13. Yeah, our, you'll listen to Lucky episode unlucky, 13. Unlucky episode 13. But yeah. um, one of the things also suggested, we had a great episode yesterday with Randall Samirsing. You mean last week with, with Randall Samirsing? So yeah, well, sorry, last week. Um, that was last week. Because we take this Randall. on a Wednesday. 
Um, the the episode of Randall came out this week. The one because we're recording on a Wednesday, so it will be next week for you all because you know we we publish this on a Monday. I have to go through it and I have to take out all of Jared's cat sounds and you know farts and all that shit. <laughs> Wait a minute! I do not do that. I don't break wind. What's your problem? I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least not during the podcast. I don't break wind. I don't know what your I don't know what your problem is. I don't know what what is wrong with you, kid. I mean, seriously. Actually, I've been told yeah, on the side. I've been told that I do I do a very good vomit sound sound effect. Ah, yes, yes, you Blah. do. Blah. You're very good at it. Yeah, because yeah. But Kendall said he's really happy with the last episode because Randall was talking about stuff that he was involved in. And he yeah. wanted to say that it brought back memories and he was laughing at it now, but when he was in it, it was traumatic. Yeah. <laughs> so he said oh, it's really God, thankful, yes. you know. Um, we had, actually, um, we had a bunch of comments. Ah, comments! On our post. I'm in, I'm in semi-Facebook jail. I can't do live until next month. So we oh, want to go What did you do? What did no, you do it's now? Since, it's since the last thing. They, they put me in this this kind of limbo where I can't go live and I can't run ads. Yeah, I know. Anyway, um, I want to read some of the comments. I'm going to find the post. Um, uh -huh. We're going to talk, talk much more about social media in this episode. So hold on to your hats. It's going to be... Hang on to your hats if you have any. Hold on See to your lug nuts. Yes. All right, so, so I listen to all this. Skin. What? Alison Harvell says, episodes are getting better. Keep it up. Yay. So thank you, Alison. Alison used to be an account coordinator. Oh, here's Q. We will invite Quincy. Alison used to Quincy. be an account coordinator at the agency when I was there. Um, we'll wait for Quincy to. Hello, Quincy. Welcome to the show. Quincy. Yo, you hear me? Yeah, 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 you're quite nice, fine. Nice. Thank you. Always good Thank to you. hear you, man. Always good to have you here with us. Always so we just kind of read in some comments here from people on the show. So let me just get through that, and then we'll kind of jump into what we want to talk about today. Um, Tony says, because um, I said in the comment, what I said was, um, what, what are the people who are in your agency? We're calling it the people in your agency. That was the theme yeah. of last week's episode. And it's a yeah. theme that we want to kind of run through, you know, the next couple of episodes. Who are the people in your agency? Um, and Anthony says, the people in your agency are non-creative, overly sensitive, <laughs> exploitative, <laughs> and advantageous creative directors. They are the people in your agency. Uh, right? Tell us how you really feel, Anthony. <laughs> right? right? So then, my friend Leslie, who also used to work with us in the agency, Yes, um, the, the people, the lifers who throw the line of the toxic work, work environments are people in your agency. And we had also talked about that. We had also said that there are people who stay 20, 30 years taking, taking Johnny Depp shit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> taking Johnny Depp shit. Amber Alert! And, Amber Alert! And, yes. and, and suffering through it, having ulcers, migraines, you know, constantly hey. going to the doctor, you know, when you really realize it's just psychological, you know, you're in a situation where 
you know, you, you, you're messing with not just your mental health, but your physical health is being challenged. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Leslie also says the employees who work more on their personal endeavors versus actual agency work are people <laughs> in your agency. <laughs> right? And then she also added, um, I don't know what LILO, L-I-L-O stands for. What does L-I-L-O stand for? LILO. LILO and Stitch. No, you don't see the other half a stitch. No? Yeah, but it's it's a it's an acronym for something. I don't know. But he says Lilo, um, Lilo. employees who get away with the most are people in your agency. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. It has some people, let me tell you, it has some people, right? Who get away with bloody murder. You know what and I have a story. I have uh-huh. a story for that. So I'll yeah. table that, but you know, I have a story, so don't. Don't, don't let me forget that story. I'm going to write that okay. down because that's a fun yeah, story. Yeah, write that down. Yes. Write that down. Get away. And it comes into our characters that we were building in last week's episode of where they mm. fall into the category of, yeah, um, when we shit hit the fan, somehow they find themselves clean as a whistle. They yeah, totals. Like or, 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 or they tell the shit and then able to dodge it. <laughs> you yeah. see? Um, but then the last comment was um, David... C.B. Smith from Corbin, a friend of ours, he says, um, the people who have the hookups are the people <laughs> in the agency. So, you know, the, the, the uh, interagency, um, you know, um, these two, two backs, these two, two backs in the conference Oh, oh, that, oh, ah, oh. <laughs> there is a story of, in an agency, not, not our agency, and not an agency in Trinidad, though, but there was a story that I was told, uh, I think it was in London, where they found the creative director um, having sex with somebody, they didn't say who, in the conference room. And they only found out after the traffic meeting. So they were all sitting <laughs> around the conference room and, and was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> what? Bang, bang, what? Bang, everybody bang, just kind of everybody just kind of pulled bang, away from the conference room table, like, oh my God. <laughs> Naked butt from the conference room table. You mean to tell um, me the left the left evidence of that DNA? Oh my goodness, it's not right. Uh, that's not good. I mean, well to go, well to go. I think conference room is is it in the agency, I think. <laughs> Premium estate. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a big table. It's a big yeah. table. I mean, yeah. the worst so, you could do is fall off and roll off and fall off. You know, as you would say, yeah. you know, like a, like it was a joke on um not Seinfeld. It was an earlier sitcom where the guy said the girl's bed was so high it took three seconds for him to fit the floor after he rolled. <laughs> 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 Um, and Jared, your friend Malcolm, says yes. he also called me to say that he wanted to say that we did a very good job, and he's really, really, really happy with what we're doing. Um, so congratulations! I'm like, okay, cool, yeah, Malcolm, thanks, nice. thanks, Malcolm. It's really, really appreciated. Right. So, um, yeah. So what, what, um, what we were talking about before Quincy showed up was that we we were talking about you know, old school ad campaigns for something like uh, Volkswagen. You know, the Volkswagen is an ugly ass car and they didn't try to couch it in pretty things and say, this car is really nice. You just have to get to know it. You know, that kind of thing. It's like, no, this mm-hmm. is an ugly car. 
it, it does, it's not a very nice car. It's a horrible car, but you'll grow to like, you'll like it. You know, so so the, the, the campaign was very successful. It's very famous. And, you know, we were talk, kind of talking about that because I want to lead into something that was shared with me from our friend, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, sorry, Eddie, I didn't, didn't mean to forget your, your, full, your first name, your full name. Um, uh, Monserrat. Eddie Van Halen. Oh. Eddie Monserrat. Ah, oh, Eddie, Edward yes. Eddie I know that, Eddie. Yeah. I know that yeah. Eddie. So Eddie shared with me some posts and some ads that this um, uh, company's is is pushing out, excuse me, now, um, Kendall, Kendall Oil. Now, we'll talk about Kendall Toluca. The joke is, we used to call Kendall Toluca Kendall Oil, and we used to like that. But anyway, that's, a, that's a, an aside. But Kendall that's Oil, apparently, that's a Kendall, yeah, yeah, that's not a point right Kendall's, Kendall Oil has started pushing some very, very strange things on their social media. So I just wanted to read the one that I shared in the group because I mm -hmm. thought it was it was weird. I, I don't know what they were trying to do. So maybe Quincy, you could tell me what you think, right? So it's an Instagram post and it says four out of five wet men, and wet men is huge, giant word, pour more candle after the first try. Uh? I don't know. I, I don't know if they're trying to be funny. I don't know if they're trying to be scandalous because a wet a wet man, for those who don't know, is is a guy who drives a teeter, isn't it? Correct me if I'm wrong. As a wet man. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. Um, according to Trinidad um, Palance, it is about yeah driving a teeter. If you're a te if you drive if you're a teeter driver, more 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 likely than not, you happen to be a wet man. So I think I that. So, well, it so helps some of that. It has some of that involved in it because, like, a Tita end up getting that title, mm -hmm. as you know. Um, but it it kind of it, it it had well, wet man was out there before Tita as a slam. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah I remember as, that. as a girls man kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then before that, as other things, but um. Yeah, it's kind of like that, but I'm saying that to say, help me out. I don't know what I mean. I don't know that, what it means either. But what can help, though, is that they have some photos. There's a carousel post on Instagram. There's some photos of some really hipster-looking people, like a guy in shades and beard in a car, and then a, a guy with shades looking very wet manish, and mm -hmm. then, they, then they say wet girl. They kind of just throw this girl in, you know, in a car. It, it just seems very random. But the caption underneath says, who says water and oil don't mix? Okay, well, it doesn't. But our 80% customer retention rate means four out of five drip bosses continue to use candle. So is that the punchline? Um... <laughs> You see, this is this is where I I I'm sure they mean well, but if you okay, if you as a as somebody who is intimate with the ad, if if you if you have to explain what is the how the but if you're a car ad, guy, Jared, if you're a car guy, you would understand it, right? Even if you, but even if you are a car guy, Ian, even if you are, 
What the hell does that have to do with me purchasing Kendall oil? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, what does that have to? If I am a car guy, if I know how to operate a vehicle, if I if I am a mechanic, or or you know, I really know how to how to fix a, a, a whatever part of the car it is, engine, radiator, whatever the hell it is. How the hell does that impact on me? You're trying to be funny when in reality you're not so funny. Now, interestingly enough, if I'm not mistaken, I heard a radio ad for Kendall Motor Oil, and that actually was far more imaginative and and a lot funnier too. Because the car now, you hear this female voice who's supposed to represent the car. And and the car is saying, look, I am not just some kind of ordinary, you know, um, side side car that, that 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 you just want to toss aside. I want quality in 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 me, and I want Kendall Motor Oil. But you need to hear the ad to understand it. But you get you instantly tell yourself, well, yeah, yeah, th- this sounds this sounds like something that that, that that I would that I would want to use for for my vehicle because it tells you what the motor oil is supposed to do. You, get, you make the product interesting. You make people want to listen to the ad over and over again. It's a well-thought-out ad. But to say four out of five people prefer it, okay, big whoop. What I had to do with me? And what are you trying to, what are you trying, what's the message you're trying to convey? As somebody said to me when I was working in another agency, what is the idea? Yeah. What yeah. is the idea? Yeah. I think- Kendall is on Kendall is on brand because their stuff looks unified. It looks good. It looks like it looks like an agency is doing it. Because I've been trying to find out who's the agency. I've heard nobody's been able to tell me. My contacts have not been able to tell me. They say they're doing it um, internally. Well, all right. Well, maybe it was an agency person who used to work at the agency has has come in to work on on the thing. But I'm I'm just scrolling through the Instagram. But there was a there was a uh, an ad. Uh, what do you call a Google ad that was pointed out to me by Edward, which is what caused us to go and look at their Instagram. And it's a it's a very badly designed ad. It doesn't look like the Kendall brand at all. It has bad things happen up in the left-hand top corner. And in the middle, there's a very badly photoshopped car trying to go up some sort of block, white inclined I saw that. And, yeah, and, and it just says buy Kendall products. And he's like, what is this? I like, I don't know. He's like, you doing this? I'm like, I'm not doing this. What the hell? He's like, hell no. <laughs> but, but the thing is, the thing is, I don't, I don't, I don't understand the disconnect between what they're doing for an ad ad and what they're doing for social media. Because the social media is sounding kind of creative, but an ad still. And their ads are just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so it's 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 a it's a very it's still a disconnect, I and mean, we talked about this before, Quincy. It's just a disconnect between what a brand does social media wise and what it does advertising wise. You know, yeah, that's that's exactly what we were talking about, and I mean, <clears throat> even more than just it looking uniform, it's about losing the opportunity to push your. Uh, your core idea, you know, is, is your core your core message. I, I think it should be one message that across platforms you get it, you know. So um the the universal tool 
which is repetition could get a chance to work. You know, there's no need to do something different on social media than what you're doing in any other stream. And I mean, <laughs> another thing that we were talking about is, you know, um, agencies trying to jump on the on the meme wagon, you know, creating content for social media that might be a little edgy and, you know, funny and that type of thing. If you just concentrate your efforts into telling one story, you know, and don't lock yourself into trying to be social media e, social media ish, because yeah. you're on social media, but rather use the medium to tell a story and, and take lead, take charge, you know. I, I think you'll find yourself a little free from running into them problems. Yeah. 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 That that is that. Again, we've always been taught the idea is what has legs. It's what mm-hmm. carries you. Jared and I had a discussion three episodes ago about the MasterCard campaign. Priceless is right. just, it was just yeah. the longest running. That just kept going. It's like the Energizer Bunny. You know? yeah. But that also just kept going. You know, it just oh, kept absolute. going. Uh, absolute. Absolute. Even. Yeah. Absolute. Yeah. You know, absolute. I think no, that's the longest running one, right? Is it? They're still doing it, though. Because I haven't seen, like, you know, in the old days, you used to, used to look out for those ads and see what they're going to do next. But mm. because, of, because of digital, and it's very hard. You see, you could have done that on a nice full page press ad on a billboard and see this beautiful art. Because they used to get artists. There was a, a guy who used to do sand-layered art. So he used to make scenes out of different colored sand and used to layer it. And he did that in the absolute bottle, and that was the ad. And it was beautiful. It was brilliant, but you can't really put that in a in a social media post. It just you don't you're not gonna get it, you know. You're not gonna get it. But I I don't remember seeing. I don't actually see absolute anymore. I don't know. Maybe just because I'm not looking for it or maybe yeah. I'm not seeing it. I see it. Yeah. I, I had to say I don't really see it, but they see some stuff point a sale and that kind of thing. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe they changed the at least in Trinidad they changed the yeah. Um, what you call it? Yeah, the change the strategy. Um but but at the same time I, I think um you know I I see something like that working in social media as well. Eh? And I and I'm talking about even as a static post, I think the style um, and and the the concept and the the big idea, which is you know centering centering it around the bottle, which has its significance, could work because those ads were really interesting. You know, even though they were static ads, they're really thought provoking. Like it, the one that for that they did for um, Absolute Memphis with the blue suede shoe, and mm-hmm. on the on the over on the on the strap it had the Absolute bottle in it, like you know things like that. Real sick. You just look at that, and I mean, you don't really need nothing else. You get the Elvis um, reference and all that, yeah, and it's just yeah. cool. You know, it's just a cool thing to see, and there's have no reason why you can't do that in a social media context. Even though it, you have the opportunity to do to animate stuff, and you could animate just that. You could animate yeah. the bottle being constructed, and so I think it's a campaign, you know, that works. And fits into everything that we're saying, and that you could tell one story. You know, you could you could send one message and have a cohesive um, push. 
you know, with, with their communication. Well, I, I'm going to Absolute International's Instagram, for example. And they do have some of these stuff, like Absolute Raspberry. What they're doing now is, is, is the real Instagram type stuff, where you, know, you take a nice beauty shot of mm. the drink. And then they cut out the shape of the, the Absolute bottle. And inside of that shape is raspberries, like in a in a in you know raw raw raspberries on a table, right, right. and then they cut it out again, so it looks like another inset, and then they show the 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 mix with the bubbles and the ice and the raspberry in it, and then the bottles on top of that, absolutely because the shape of the bottle is the is the unifying factor. You know, mm-hmm. and the line is absolute, it's in our spirit. And I think that's a great line. That's an awesome mm-hmm. line. Absolute is in our spirit. But mm-hmm. then the rest of the stuff is your typical, well, a bar crawl photo of people mm-hmm. in a bar and a, and a party and whatever. No, that's fine. That's on brand. That's, that's you know, so they're, they're mixing in, you know, their, their hard sell advertising stuff into their content stuff of throwing a party and they support the party, Coachella, or whatever it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but they did a nice one here, which is animated. And I think they shot it with a neon light over a big silver ball, and it's for New Year's. Um, and it asks what you're going to do in the new year. That's very simple. And it's a blue, blue absolute neon light kind of leaning up on this ball on this table with some confetti on the table. And it's just, you know, the, the light is just flickering on and off. And that's it, that's that's all it is. And they obviously mm. they shot that with video and, you know, it's really, really nice. You know, it's, it's, it's oh wow, that, that looks cool, you know? But again, it's, it's that's, that's not the kind of thing we see here. We don't see this kind of content here. We don't see this kind of art, kind of looking at, looking at trying to do something like, you know, What's the word? Um, I mean, I had to thank, I had to give kudos to Dwayne do this thing at Trinitino. He went and pretended to shoot a drone flight through a car. He said, you know how I did it? I said, how oh, you did it? He said, I put it on the end of a stick. Mm-hmm. And, I, and not just a sticker, uh, uh, some broom handle with the broom still it. I tied the camera to it, the GoPro to it, and I just went around the car room and pretend I was flying. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what? Cool, and when, you, when you look at the video, yeah, it's up on his Instagram. When you look at the video, I said, but this is a cool drone shot. And he edited to make it look like he passed through the car. He's like, no, nah, mm. I edited that in, in Premiere after, and I just put it together. I'm like, wow. That's amazing. You know, and that that's okay. I mean, it's a car, and it's a it's a uh, what kind of car was it, boy? It's one of these old Mitsubishi Lancers that the guy um, souped up and made it look really cool and stuff and has it in his in his house. You know, you don't mm. drive that. If you're driving that, that's to take it to an uh, exhibition and just show it in the show kind of thing, you know? Because you say you don't drive that car. The inside is all orange and it was what it just looked great. You know, and he lit it and everything was good. It just looked great. And I'm like, wow, that's 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 awesome. That's how he, that's 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 the kind of thing that a content creator who works on their own this comes up with on the fly, you know? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's sad because I think um, that's the kind of spirit that we were supposed to be heading to with, you know, agency stuff. Like, 
I that it was always, and I think I probably talk about it on the show before too. Um, it was always a scene for me that we have a situation where you have a host of artists with different skills, you know, besides just laying out something, you have people who um interested and capable in film and that sort of thing, like an agency should buy, you know, a proper video camera, a proper yeah. camera to do photography and just allow artists to do things, you know, come up with yeah. things. Like, like I don't see, it is be sad when like, you know, you're doing a job, come up with an idea, um, pass it through and the artist will come back to you and say, <laughs> you know, we can't do this because we can't find anything on, I can't find the shot that they're looking for on, you know, um, someone at them sites, you know. Uh, like, like how about how about we shoot it then? You know, that's where yeah. I come from. How about we shoot it? How about we yeah. illustrate it? Yeah. You know, right. How about we, we make the shot rather yeah. than look for the shot and be restricted to what is available online? Yeah. You know. But before we go there, um, mm -hmm. Quincy, how you do it? What you been doing these days? I didn't ask you. <laughs> um, a whole lot, but I am. Oh, what I could talk about, what I could talk about. Uh, I'll put you on the Sorry. <laughs> not really, not really. I mean, it's just a, it's a host of things. You know, I have a couple of projects that I'm working on. Some of them kind of confidential. Mm. Um, I'm digging up in crypto, actually. Looking at the crypto space and NFTs. That kind mm -hmm. of thing. Um, which actually consuming a good bit of time because there's just so much to absorb. And the yeah. the the old man head, the old man head taking a little time to wrap around some of the concepts. Uh. Um, yeah. at, at least recently, I realized that I, I don't have to make excuses because I'm not alone. <laughs> that yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. still, and people that in the space already that still you know thinking about what it could be. And it's hoping that it come out good because you know it have a lot of loose ends and a lot of um there's things that are up in the air, you know, at this point. But that's that's one of my bigger um focus right now, more or less, in terms good. of stuff that's going on. Yeah, I, I tried to get into the NFT thing and then I got so I felt so much pressure. <laughs> I, I just felt so much pressure that I had to do this really, really fast. Mm. And I didn't like what I was producing just to say that I have an NFT. I'm like, you know what? When I yeah. find something like, okay, Nicholas Lachlan has found, because he and I were kind of talking about it in the early And what, what he's doing is more in line with what is an NFT for me, right? Now that will change. I mean, NFTs, NFTs in itself, for those who don't know, NFT is non-fungible fungible token, and it's basically just a, a piece of code on, on a crypto blockchain. And there are many, many ways to do this. You're not going to get into the technical things about this. But essentially, if you put a piece of artwork up it, and you own the code, you technically own the artwork. But it doesn't stop people from taking the artwork and doing whatever they want with it. It's just that it just says digitally you own it. So we won't go into those details. But... But I, I found that what I was seeing as the NFTs, I'm like, you know what? I just don't want to get in this space yet. I want to wait until things, the Wild Wild West kind of settle. And maybe it's because, like you said, it's exactly that. Maybe just the head too old. The head too old to just, you know, 
throw things out <laughs> in the window and just do do you know do a, a variation of um of board ape like you do a variation of board ape i'm like oh no i, I don't feel that that is not me that's not my creative juices my creative juices yeah. are gonna flow into into a derivative of a board ape that's not how it works anyway yeah. uh, but that sounds exciting i think um i'll look to see what what you end up doing with that 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 looks that looks cool because that is the future. That is yeah, where it's going. I, I convinced that blockchain have something to do with the future, um, yeah. and I think well for me, what what I was getting problems with is the well pretty much what you saying um, is the why you know, the why yeah. why we creating these things, and yeah. I think right now it appeals to one very small portion the nft that is small portion of um of um things that that useful which is yeah. collecting so like a yeah. collector right now making the name because mostly everything that jump out right now is 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 about you know a unique thing and it's about novelty i should say mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so like you're collecting things and because this is the first xyz you know in nft format that have some value from being the first, you know, even though it might just be, um, you know, a, a stick man drawn by a monkey, you know, it's the first NFT that a monkey create. So you have that and it has some value because of that. Um, mm. But the, I think the creativity needs to start to come in, in terms yeah. of how, how are we going to use this to make beneficial things for people to buy, to, you know, things that have real utility. Um, yeah. I know yeah. in, in some instances where you have um, people purchasing um, like items for games, you know, game pieces and that kind of thing, I could see the value of that for a gamer. You know, if you could buy a Jordan for your Jordan player in an NBA yeah. game, or yeah. if you could buy a unique color Ryu, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. I guess, I guess that will work. You know, yeah. that, that have some utility in terms of the payoff for a gamer. Yeah. But beyond that, I ain't really seeing much to say, all right, this, people should be bidding on this to have this and own this NFT, you know. But yeah. um, all that is part of what we're working on, you know, we, because there, there are possibilities. There is room to create, you know, certain things that might be valuable in a real sense. Yeah. Um, it's just to see how it play off and if it does well, yeah. Be happy. Yeah. Well, I wish you luck. I'm glad. Thanks for that. Yeah, I mean that that you you're undertaking something there that that's that's rather bold and and some would argue revolutionary. So yeah, uh, yeah more we, power to you. More power. Yeah, we to have you. to be. Like I said, we have to be innovative. And I started something somebody yeah. had last year when we started talking about this energy story. I said. He was like, yeah, but you, 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 I said, we have to try. We have to try. Mm-hmm. We have to try something because we have no, we have no more oil. We have no more this. We have to, we have to try something. Actually, somebody was telling me on, on that whole idea of crypto. Um, somebody was telling me that Trinidad could be the central hub of a huge crypto farm. And I was like, that's mm-hmm. a great idea. And, and then I'm like, yeah, but um, <laughs> crypto requires vast amounts of, of power. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like we it's not like we we generate the raw material anymore for that kind of power. We're not using the natural gas we have isn't enough to be pushing that kind of thing yet. I mean, if we could do that, if we could 
get the natural gas or the oil to power the power stations to push a, a, a crypto farm, by all means. Because right now, as, as, as a friend of mine told me, he said when he tried to do crypto and he tried to do the mining, he said he, say he get like an a nth of a, of, a, of, a, of a, what you call it, uh, Ethereum or whatever it is, in about six months. And he said <laughs> the computer was blowing, blowing. He said the whole room hot, hot, hot. And all he gets is, he says it was worth, it's worth money. Don't get me wrong, he get money. But he say, he say the amount of electricity he burned <laughs> to get up, <laughs> you know? But anyway, those, those, are, those are things that, that, uh, that, that can be discussed and talked about and debated. But I mean, mm -hmm. I just thought it was funny that, um, that, that somebody would just, they, they would have the pie in the sky right there and you would think, yeah, that sounds great. And then you really started thinking about it and say, yeah, they have some things that you had to overcome first. Not impossible, you just had to overcome them, you know? So yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah. Um, to, talking about the innovation, what I actually wanted to come back to is a story, when we come back to the people of the agency, these are the people in the agency. We're talking about characters who don't, who things happen and they, they seem to escape it. Wasn't that what it was? That was yeah. a comment, right, Jared? Um, yes, that's exactly it. All right, so the story is this, right? Once upon a time, not long ago, where people wore pajamas and live life slow. That's <laughs> that's 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 not a whole time to start a story. But anyway, one 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 year in the agency, long long ago, um, the the most innovative thing was what you were doing in the supermarket. So the more innovative you were in the supermarket, meant that you would get more sales. So they were trying all kind of fancy 3D posters and neon light signs and things, things that you kind of taken for granted now. We're now starting to explore it in trade. And one of the things is gondola ends. A gondola end is the <laughs> shelf. At the end of the shelf, when you walk into the supermarket, you see this, this thing facing you. And you have to be, you, you kind of go to town with it. You do some kind of creative kind of thing. But the supermarkets used to charge a lot of money, like serious amount of dollars for you to rent that space for the period of time that you had a promotion or whatever. So our client got it into their head that instead of doing that, they were given the opportunity that they could use their own separate display that is the same size as the gondola and thing, but off. So like standing separate, standing free, you know, as you enter the supermarkets. And this is a great idea. And this, they were going to do this all up the islands. They're going to do this in China. So what they did was they came up, the, the artists and this account executive came up with this idea of creating this, what they call a, a display stand. A great idea is awesome. You know, it's like, you know, they created it, you know, making it look 3D and thing, and it's solely client on the idea for this brand. And the client is like, yeah, and the brand is green, right? Not the green network, it's, it's another green. And, the, and he's like, yeah, it's, it's all green, and it's standing out, I love it. Let's produce, I think it was 150 or 250 or some ridiculous amount of, of these stands. And we send them to Jamaica, and we send them to Barbados, we send them to the, and we'll have like, all these stores in Trinidad. So you have you have to make 250 of these, right? <laughs> yeah. 
So, John, do you remember what you said earlier? How, what was it that you said that, that you, had the, you have the idea, but you, you, realize, you, you realize you can't, you can't really do it, right? And Quincy, you yeah, said exactly. that too, you know? You, you realize mm -hmm. you can't do it because, you know, certain drawbacks, right? But yep. because they were like, and it's the same thing we talked about before, because you're like, we don't have problems, we have solutions. Uh -huh. All right, well, the problem, which the solution is more money, is that it's going to cost, each one of these things is going to cost something in the range of five to $6,000 for one, right? Or some ridiculous amount of money. It's, a, it's like $10,000 for one, right? Because yeah. it has to be handmade, because hmm. it's custom. Right? Mm -hmm. So so rather than go back to the client and say, Hannah, that quote we give you is not a thousand dollars or one, it's ten thousand dollars or one, which is the, 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 <laughs> the budget is now one million, right? Or two million or whatever it is. Um, do you want to still go ahead with it? They didn't tell the client anything. They went and they found a supplier who said he could do it for a thousand dollars. Oh my <laughs> goodness <laughs> gracious. I see where that's going. We. So when I was told the story, because I I was a, I didn't know what was going on. When I was told the story, six months after they commissioned the guy to do it, he hadn't even done ten. Mm. <laughs> right, Good and he had been Lord. paid the, he had been paid the full amount. Mm. So if he was doing two hundred fifty, get two hundred fifty thousand dollars one time, one time. As soon as he, here, look, and he he buy paint. And he, he, he gets all the decals and everything that we print for him and give it to him. And he, so eventually, they started asking questions. Well, where the display stands? Why haven't we seen the display stands? We only see the mock-up of one display stand. Where, where, when, when they see the, the, the second display stand, it, the, the shelves all are killed and a kimbo, nothing parallel, because the man just, she just taking hammer and nail and going bam, 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 putting this thing together. And it's it became it became uh, a huge um, what's the word? Um, not what? A it became a debacle. It, 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 it uh, was a debacle, but it was a it, yeah. it became a crisis because the client would not say no. The client would not say no, 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 um, because the client had paid for it. You see, you see, the client had paid for it, and we had made money on it. The agency had already made money on it, so you had to deliver. So they had to send one of the senior artists um, who's kind of experienced with building things and doing these kind of things because he wasn't involved in the job. They had to send him and he had, he had to sit down there and build it himself. Oh, 250 sure. of these things. And they never did 250. I think they had, they had delivered like 100. And the client mm -hmm. said, all right, forget it. Don't worry about it. Forget <laughs> it. That person... Was, was never fired. Mm. You follow what I'm saying? Mm. And I'm, I just think it to myself, but you just cost the agency like a million and something dollars because they have to give back the money because yeah. obviously they didn't deliver. You just cost the agency one shit of the money and you're still here. How are you still here? In, in any other company, they would have told you to pack up this stuff because you, this is the greatest failure that I have ever seen up to this point. In my life, mm. 
you know, and I'm thinking, okay, you all want to be innovative. Don't get me wrong. It was a great idea. You all came and you pitched the idea and whatever, but you, you didn't really think it through. to said, well, okay, to really do this, which is what the, art, the senior artist said afterwards. He said, well, if I was on this job and you told me that we have to do this, I would tell you in order to build this, it would cost X. So go to mm -hmm. the client to tell them they could, they could realistically get 100 at this price and we could strategically put it in strategic places rather than try to, you know, like, like newspaper, just mass produce it. Because mm -hmm. as far as the client was concerned, there was a factory making this thing, you know. Right. Right? It was some, some kind of Latin American company we had hired to build it. I don't know what, what, what everywhere at every step of the way, there was some sort of failure of communication and the money mm. just kept being spent. The money kept, and I remember they brought the, the, the green tins of paint back to the agency. And it was just like, like a oh shit yeah. green tin. And it stayed there. <laughs> I like, well, what are you going? And I think, and I think that somebody took that paint and painted the house. Because somebody <laughs> say they see the, they see a house going down there. <laughs> In that color. The with the green color. Because they say that that's a green. They got that's a that's a pantone green. You an order specially for the display unit. But again, again, these two, these I wouldn't, I didn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be disparaged them. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that they were stupid. That's not it. They, mm. they, they. I think they drank too much of their own cooling, okay. and they got wrapped up in in really, really trying to deliver, that they forgot, you know, they, they forgot what they were going, what, what was really going to happen at the end of it. And they, mm -hmm. they still, they weren't, they weren't reprimanded. I don't think I ever heard anything bad happen to these two. And, you know, eventually the artist left and he went off and did his own thing. And, you know, and, and I'm like, I don't understand how you could cock up so spectacularly as Leslie says, and still be working. And not just working, be, be eventually um, promoted, because eventually mm. the person is promoted. I'm like, okay, be, wow. Okay, so I guess feeling upward is a thing. <laughs> so that was my story. I think it's a lot more prevalent than, than, than people would, would, would care to admit. Um, we, know, we know it's something that, that, that happens I think in, in, in virtually every every sphere of, of, of work you can think of. But it's 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 a lot more prominent, I think, if you're talking about working in you know as a as a creative in the creative industry, it is it is far more it is far more prevalent. Yeah. You could um you know, and and sometimes you would catch your skin trying to figure out, okay, so if I wanted to come up with an idea <laughs> um how how would that work and and if i if i may be allowed you know to to have the liberty to talk about the old days in terms of what i used to do in radio and working in news sometimes it it was a question of coming up not necessarily with a product although the news can be considered a product but what exactly are we going to talk about in terms of 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 current affairs what storyline do we take? And you have to sell it as well. And right. that's what and the challenge, and the challenge for me, you know, 
was to come up with a, a 15 minute um, special report for a radio station. And I was, I was young and I was green and I was also up shit Creek because <laughs> everybody, every, um, Biatch and their brother came up with this really cool concept. What, to, you know, what to talk about, whether it was politics, whether it was crime, whether it was business, and they all had a clear cut thing. I didn't. And the reality of the situation was when, you, when you're faced with a situation like that, you, you wing it, which is what I did. Mm. So the, the story, the 15 minute feature that I came up with, and it, and it was a stretch because it was about, it was about the environment, which by itself is not a bad thing. But if you're talking about the environment as seen through the eyes of the trade union movement, yeah, how the ass was I, was I supposed to marry the two to get the two together? It was like trying to get, it was like trying to have oh, a duck, you know, it was like, you know, it was like, it was like trying to have a, 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 a duck mate with a porcupine. It wasn't going to fucking happen. Yes. So, <laughs> so, half luck. <laughs> I, I did, but I did it anyway, and 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 and, and sometimes in in the quest for trying to and and if you're linking it with advertising, as I always say, if you want to come up with a with a boss idea, sometimes you have to punch ugly. Sometimes you have to just say, well, you know what, um, if if we're gonna have to go through a ton load of shit. To get to the sweet spot, let's do it, and you do it. That I guess, I guess I'm. I'm that's what I'm trying to explain. However, however imperfectly, however imperfectly I put it. But yeah, I understand and, and I agree. <clears throat> I mean, I I had um, <laughs> uh, not to the extent that that Ian spoke <laughs> about, but <laughs> and, uh, I I kinda. Um, <laughs> I did a we job out with that time for a client. Um, it involved building uh, a Rube Goldberg machine, right? Um, I know about those, yes. yes. Yeah, so uh, which is an is, is a elaborate machine to do a menial task, you know, a very simple ah, task. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. yeah no, so we <laughs> so, <laughs> decide, you know, for this client, hey, well, at, at least I decided, yo, let you do this, this machine. I was like, yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, we, we, <laughs> you can track a dude, you know, a local artist, you know, a builder. He see the, well, he heard the idea because we didn't have any sketches or anything like that. We just had the idea. And he was like, well, yeah, you know, I could build that. You know, I could, I could do that. Yeah, man, we could do that. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Always, we, right? Start off and sweaty. <clears throat> yeah. We had a time frame for, for producing it, which, uh, <laughs> to jump to the end of the story, we missed our back by real plenty. <laughs> right? <It's>... And we <laughs> had, like, you know, organized for us to get our warehouse space because it was a big machine, eh? Yeah. Get a warehouse space to build it in, and you know, 
um, whole team was down there working on it and I kind of seen the, the builder's team that is. And, you know, there's coming up with good stuff, eh? like real good stuff. And and a, a machine like that is complicated because a lot of um, measurements and exact measurements and dealing with physics and momentum and things and that kind of scene. So long and short, the machine was finished. It was pretty awesome. It was way <laughs> past the time. <laughs> way past the time. And I think the, the person that was working on it um, on the client side, I think left and all that. So like we had that whole transition where um, kind of new management scene and they're not familiar with it and they're thinking, where's this? Uh, so we end up with this big machine. I don't, I don't even know who paid for it, to be honest. I don't know who paid for it. <laughs> God. But this but, real but Quincy, big machine. Uh, Quincy, what is the machine doing? What was it supposed to do? I mean, at the uh, end result, what, what was it supposed was what, what what it was just supposed to look look fancy, but it did it have a purpose? I mean Yes, it had a purpose. Um you're supposed to how it started by it, it was something to do with it was a far beverage. And it literally would pour the beverage for you, but going through oh, a whole set of things. Oh, right, yeah, right, using right, right. sports references and things. So it had cricket involved and football and that kind of thing. And there's all these things rolling about and triggering things mm-hmm. and dumb dominoes and that kind of scene. And then it poured like the perfect drink for you. Kind of scene. Mm-hmm. And it was just supposed to be a fun novelty thing that meant that travel around the country and that yeah, no, right. I tell you, if if it if we had do it on time and everything. It would have been a spectacle, mm. I'd say. And we were going to actually do a video with it and shoot it again, thinking about you know how it could populate different platforms and things. Um, it, it could do a video. Well, we wanted to do a video that would be a little more stylized and you know, it was following, tracking the ball and you know, setting up a nice shot for when certain things happen. So it'll be real dynamic and you know, edit it to music and have it looking sick. Yeah. And that would have become a TV ad, and then, you know, for the live thing that was linked to online promotion and all that, you know, it, it, yeah. it, it was real dynamic. It was a nice campaign if it, if it was supposed to come off. But two things in retrospect. Um, one, it was a little more elaborate than it needed to be for the type of promotion <laughs> that it was. <laughs> it, it's one of them little, um, you know. Just, I, just one one more moving part than necessary. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it was supposed to be, you know, a, a, a buy this and, and save your rappers or save your corks or whatever and, mm-hmm. you know, get a chance to win. Oh, gosh. I, I say, yeah, I say, yeah, nah, yeah, what about yeah, if we do this, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my head, yeah. Your head just exploded. We yeah. know we could do this yeah. though. We could do this, <laughs> you know, and, and the presentation was, was great, yeah. you know. Everybody was like, Yeah, that's real sick, you know. We never seen nothing like that again uh, before. They don't think it's like, yeah, I think it's real, man. Let me do it. And it's like, yeah, look anybody do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that turned into yeah, we still do it. That was, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They had yeah. a they had a they had a they had a they had a um a campaign back in the 80s, right? It was called the Letters Game for, for Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola and Sprite. And mm-hmm. that was, that was back, and back then in those days, 
it wasn't so much in the bottles, but we were in the cans. Right. We had the coke and the sprite, you know. Every time you pull open the um thing with the, with the, with the ring mm. on the underside, it have a, it would um, have yeah. the, the the letter. Mm. So if you can get that, so if 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 if, if you bought three cokes, for example, and each ring spelled C A P cap, you win a cap. Right, video right. Game. Mm-hmm. And everybody and everybody catching their ass to get the V because everybody <laughs> for the video game. But I remember that. It, you remember that. The yeah, thing about yeah. it is, the thing about it is, right? The problem with that was, the NLCB called and tell them, hey, or they had to stop doing that because it's a it's like a lottery all you have, and all you're not supposed to do that. So yeah, once there's money involved, once there's money involved, that okay, that. That yeah. is gaming. What is a game? Yeah, yeah. It, it just fell apart. But Lord, it was a it was a boss idea. But mm-hmm. again, you know, it, it was symptomatic of 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 what of what um sometimes happens when we when we do ad campaigns. We don't think it through. But yeah. it was a, it was it was fun. It was it was a, it was a fun it was a fun um it was a fun thing. I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was it was a, it was a nice idea. But back then, you know, the only the only other thing I remember is when. I mean, it's, we spoke about this before. I won't go back into it because when we when we tried to do that 360 effect thing and tag people, and, and the and the executive said, "No, no, no, I don't want to be tagged in nothing." The YYC with our next one. Nah, ain't doing that. But I try to think. I try to think of big, big ideas. You know. Um, okay. Oh yes, actually, it wasn't as it wasn't as. Um, as interesting as the overproduced um, electronic item that produced of it all. But the launch, the launch of the of the Transformers um, movie, mm. we did a tie-in with the, with the with the telecommunications network people. And somehow they got it into their head that they would build a full-size Transformer robot in front of the cinema. And right. it did come off, huh? It did come off. The problem with it is, is that it went over budget <laughs> and pieces <laughs> was falling off. <laughs> so Sharon had to be, Sharon wanted to go and run up and hug the thing. It's yeah. like, you know you can't hug the thing, it will fall over and kill everybody. It will literally fall into the box office and kill everybody. Right? <laughs> and when I look at it, I say, but, I say, but wait, you take a whole battery and spray paint it silver and shove it into the, the where the legs supposed to be. That is what you do. And it's leaking. Who in jail is it? Like, no, we didn't, we didn't have time. You know, the premiere was coming up. But we did a successful tie-in with uh Star Trek when Star Trek was rebooted in 2009. They built the whole enterprise in the middle of the movie town foyer. And people kind of sit down at the controls and thing, and we had and, it, and we had people dressed as the characters and all that. And that came off beautifully. That was oh, awesome. Mm. You know, man. I remember. I remember when they came up. When they came up with the with the uh, with the Incredible Hulk, and we were working. Of course, obviously, the Green Network was it was in play here, mm. and they really couldn't afford to get like a a, a somebody. In a, in a whole costume. So what it did, and sometimes the simplest method is usually the best, you know. They hire, yeah. a, they hire a bodybuilder and they slap green paint on him. No, mm. so they didn't slap green paint on him. They slap green paint on him. 
No, yeah. I didn't slap dictator because I have an insight of that. My oh, brother's really? people had to body paint him with airbrush, uh-huh. right? Oh. And that took a whole day. Wow. And the problem with that is it looked terrible because, again, the, the, no, the gain, the problem was is that the man show up at 3 o'clock oh, in the God. afternoon for the premiere at 8. So I'm you sure. only had five hours to do this thing. And, and, and Robert, my brother, who runs the, the tattoo parlor with a body art curve, body art was, was commissioned to airbrush the guy because that's what they do too. Because one of, one of body art's thing during carnival is airbrushing abs on people, you know. You yeah. Know that, right? Yeah. That, that, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. You have a man with a big pot belly with abs airbrush, but they would pay <laughs> through the nose for it. It's carnival, yo. <laughs> yeah, you understand? So I, I'm not going to get into that, but hmm. the guy was painted green, right? Applying the green paint was fine. But then you had to start putting in all the, the you know, the, the veins and the, the shadows uh, and thing and, uh, and thing, and the pants had to be ripped up properly, you know? And it took, and it took forever. Hmm. Only for like a, a couple of hours to just start up with the screen. He said, well, they paid plenty of money for it. But again... <laughs> It didn't look the greatest and the best because, you know, you don't think about how long these. He said this thing should have taken at least from twelve o'clock. We should have prepped him, mm-hmm. and then, you know, I think the guy. No, it wasn't that one. Somebody else had complained that the the, the body paint he was allergic to. It. They didn't know. Oh, and he didn't know. You know, so you get a little ration thing, and you say never <laughs> do that again. You know? Hey, <laughs> these are these are the stories of. Of working on brands and doing, I mean, you're not going to see those kind of things again. Nobody have that kind of budget again to say, well, I'm going to paint a man green. I see some cosplay in there for the launch of Avengers a couple of years ago. And I like Nadra, that is, that is not the Avengers, no? That's the Avengers. <laughs> That's just the Aven. The Avenge. <laughs> the Avenge. <laughs> I, I like that. I mean, the, the, the girl, the lady, the lady Thor, the girl, the dressed up as Thor, and she looked, she looked hot. I'm like, yeah, that is all right. I can look at that, but that's not, that's not Avengers. That is strip club. That is strip club of it. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this was great. I think we shall end on oh, that. I wanted to stick in a real quick one. This is just in light of, you know, big ideas, um, but simple ideas that had big impact. Um, and at least we could talk about one that worked. <laughs> the, I, didn't, I didn't work on this, but this back in the day I was young. Um, you all remember the, I believe it was, it had to be a Nestle promotion with butterflies on the wrapper. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Nestle condensed milk. Yeah, condensed milk. That's and right. You get, your, you get your booklet, right? You pick mm-hmm. up a book. And mm-hmm. when you buy the, uh, the milk, you take the mm-hmm. wrapper off and behind the wrapper mm-hmm. had a butterfly with information yep. and that kind of I thing. That different mm-hmm. butterflies. That was a real simple idea. But, I mean, if you think about it, it was a big deal in that you had to print these booklets, 
right? Then, well, you know the kind of therapy that they had to go through to get um, communication on a label, you know? They're just talking about supply and run and that kind of thing, and they had to get a fresh run so that it, at a time, and then they're printing new labels and that kind of scene, mm-hmm. you know? The logistics, again, that to work. You had to be on point with it, right? Um, but... They, they they pull it off and it was real big. I mean, it's something that a lot of people remember. And that was a real successful, at least in, from my perspective as a consumer at the time. Absolutely. I, like, Absolutely. I, I remember that. I remember yeah, that. I, I was never so interested in condensed milk as I used to. Not when them butterflies were out. Like, yeah. When I come in from the grocery buy, am I ready to take off them, them labels as we reach home to see what's going on yeah. to finish my book, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and the, think about it. The payoff of that was, you have a book of butterflies. That's the payoff. That's it. No money, mm. nothing. You know, okay. it's just this nice thing. But it was big. That was a okay. big, big promotion, I find. Okay. And I it the, worked. I think the, the whole idea of putting, you know, things in cereal boxes... As a, as a, as a, you know, a gimmick, really, you know, as kids, as we kids, the Frico thing was our version of it, where you get the Frico spaceship thing. But Mm -hmm. I mean, when, as a child, you used to press your parents to go and buy this um, terrible tasting cereal, just so you could get some in a series, because you have to collect them now. And that was a big, big thing, because you didn't want to go to school saying you didn't have it. Yeah. You know, and this whole idea of that I learned later, long, long after, in the marketing world, it's called gatekeeping, where you mm-hmm. used to the child, you couldn't advertise to, to the, the child, child yeah. but you used to make the children push the parents to buy it, right? And that's yeah. you know, and all those kind of things. But I mean, mm-hmm. you don't see those things anymore. You don't see nope. those things anymore. And it's a, it's a pity, yeah? It's a pity because I think if... You know, to be to be nine years old again, <laughs> and you have. But you're not nine years old I, now. You're a big child. I, well, I, Sorry. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe emotionally, maybe emotionally, <laughs> I'm still nine years old. But the thing about it is, the thing about it is, there's a joy in in, in digging in, in in the people's cereal box, mm-hmm. and my 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 surprise of my thing of choice, and it's it's a silly little thing. Yeah, it's like a a, a plastic skateboard attached to a balloon. You mm. blow up the balloon and as you let it go, the skateboard move in. That to me was <laughs> like the best thing ever for yeah. me. And you know, and, 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 and the sad thing about it is today's kids, they had that kind of they had that kind of yeah. that kind of that kind of yeah. you know yeah. that kind of anticipation then. They say, yeah. oh God, yeah. You know, that, which is a pity. It really is. It's sad. Also, that a lot of the times of change where you used to go with your parents, well, your mom, mm-hmm. to pick you up from school, you used to go to the grocery on a, whenever it was, Tuesday, even mm-hmm. Friday, at least for me. So you used to see a lot of that. A lot of kids used to go with their parents after school. They get picked up from school, they go into the groceries, and they go home, right? So you always kind of pester and say, I want this, I want this, I want it. My kids never grew up like that. Their mm. mom used to go, their mom goes to the grocery on her own while they're in school, while they're home or whatever. So they're not there to actively, and one of the things is I have to, I have to actually physically force my children to come with me to the grocery 
because that's not in their they they, they that's not in their sphere at all. You know, mm. going to the grocery, the parent didn't exist or doesn't exist for them. So this thing about well, I want this cereal because it has something. I took my eldest son to the grocery for him to pick out the cereal he wants to eat for breakfast. I say, you go and pick it out. And he's like, it don't matter, everything here tastes the same. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. He's like, all right, I'll choose, I'll choose the one with chocolate because, I mean, you can't go wrong with chocolate, right? And then he started, he's like, yep, I went wrong with chocolate. This thing Because <laughs> 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 I tried it after, like, yeah, boy, this thing tastes terrible. It's right when yeah, you but- really want, because there's a steroids. But what's up with these kids and 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 taste? Yo, we didn't care about taste. <laughs> we yeah, care about Only remember zero years. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Right. Do yeah. you even remember that zero years used to come with a chewing gum? Yes. Yeah. It was yes. the worst. I think that is yeah. probably it's hands like down worst. Yeah, you should gum. chip up in pieces and, chip and cut up your gum and thing. That was yeah. a horrible... Yeah. Like, it's not even chewing gum. You know what I mean? It's like, I yeah, need yeah. a chewing gum because it's his... Yeah. yeah, what is this? Yeah, yeah. But you used to buy that. <laughs> you used to buy it. And I used yeah. to chew the chewing gum too and chew it away and complain every yeah. time. But yeah. I have the fan, the cape to your head, you know, so I'm glad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a whole... Egg with, I, egg with the barbarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I studied that, you know? <laughs> that, that whole story of the Zero Heroes and Garbage Pail Kids and all those things that came with gum, mm. the story behind that is extremely interesting, um, mm. how, they, how they did that, and it's, it's worthy of, of comment. But um, the, 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 the idea that in the beginning, it was about selling the gum, and then it turned out to be, and that's how Tops cards and all these big card yeah. manufacturers came. In the, in the early day, it wasn't about the gum at all. It nope. was about the cards. And they, they the recognized card. that and realized that. But again, kids, there's Pokemon now. Pokemon mm-hmm. used to be card collecting Pokemon. And now, my kids don't even do that. I like, I'm on Magic the Gathering, all these things. I, I like you all don't do any of this stuff, and they're like, Yeah, well, we have everything on the tablet and the computer and wherever now, so yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever. <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, this is awesome, turned out really great. Quincy, thank you for jumping in, really appreciate yeah, well, it. Thanks, Quincy. Thank you, uh, guys who are listening. Uh, have a great week. Thank you for joining us and listening. Um, we uh, we have to define something before we go the agile. What do we define? Um, what is what, what is define? what is zero heroes? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think knows what zero heroes are. What's zero heroes, Jared? Zero heroes. <laughs> zero heroes actually is about um I think a bunch of misfits who are supposed to have superheroes, but the reality have superpowers. But the reality of the situation is they don't have any superpowers at all, which is why they're called zero heroes. Zero heroes. But, but that's, that's not important. Not important right now. Right no. Thank you very much. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Have a great week. Bye. Yeah, have a good one. Bye, Bye guys. Bye.